0: Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, a registered dietitian and weight loss coach that knows exactly how to help you lose weight while having fun. Each week, I'll give it to you real by breaking down exactly what you need to do to lose your first 10 pounds and actually start seeing results. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women around the world look and feel like their hottest damn self by following my proven framework. Hi babes and welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today is special babes and actually we were talking about it before I pressed record that I haven't interviewed someone and like I I haven't not known their like full story, full history and that's why I'm super excited to be on here with Fit Babe Allie today. Allie is in my membership and most importantly like she has seen epic progress and results. We're going to talk about her relationship to food, all amazing things, but what I love about this podcast episode is guys, I'm going into it just as blind as you. Like I know bits and pieces <laughs> of Allie's story. We talk in the membership community area like I've seen her photos, I've seen, you know, thing I, I know her progress, but I don't know her story. And we actually were talking about how important like the, the before is to your story. So what you did before the weight gain, the struggle that you went through is so pivotal to the journey that you're starting. So this episode, if you guys are at your highest weight, if you are, you know, not even beginning a journey yet, say like you're contemplating what's the next diet you're going to go on. This episode is for you because Allie has been there and she's going to really shed light on that um, and what, she, what the changes she's made to be able to get to the place that she's at. So welcome Allie. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. I'm very excited to be on today. I love it. So let's just (laughs) dive right in. Tell me, before finding TSN, months, years ago, you know, wherever you were at, talk to us like about the before and the weight gain and kind of your relationship to food and kind of what got you to the place that you're at right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I guess I should start by saying I'm a tall, fit babe. I'm Um, 5'10". I'm so (laughs) glad you're mentioning that.
0: I haven't had a super tall, fit babe on my podcast yet. I know, and like you had the five
1: foot shorty babe, so yeah, the the tall babe, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) So um, that I guess is kind of an important piece of my story. But um, beginning my story, I guess like growing up, I was always tall and thin, like always, always, always tall and thin. I was athletic; Um, I played sports in high school, just always the tall and thin girl. I went to college at the University of Nevada, Reno, and I lived in the dorms. Yeah, so starting out there. Um, it was just kind of all different and new. I had been a vegetarian for like 10 years of my life before that. And hopping into college, I decided to stop the vegetarian thing. So that alone, I was like, Oh, I can eat meat and all this other stuff. So interrupt
0: before you were vegetarian for 10 years, you go to college and you decide not to be a vegetarian anymore. And I'm sure this probably relates to weight loss in some way, shape, or form. Mine was the opposite. I became a vegetarian in college, and that actually caused really horrible dieting stuff for me. Why yeah,
1: stop being vegetarian. Um, you know, I lived in the dorms, and there was like the dining hall and stuff like that, and there was just like a lot of options, and I felt limited on the options I can have. You know, where I was like, this is kind of dumb because I I was. I wasn't a vegetarian really for any reasons more than I just didn't really like eating meat. I don't like fatty types of meats. And so I was like, I feel like I should just kind of not do this anymore. Same thing. It was like we had our little dining hall and we would just go crazy there. Like I was actually just texting my best friend the other day. We would um, go to the, it was called the DC store Ooh. And we would have these uh, giant pans of mac and cheese and like breadsticks. And we would have those literally every day. And we'd go upstairs and like sit on our beds and eat this giant pan of mac and cheese, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess just between like the dining hall and drinking a lot, you know, first year of college, things like that, like the weight just kind of came on a little bit. So also my freshman year of college, I took a marathon training class. And I was eating like shit. I was drinking all the time. I was staying out late. I was partying. I wasn't taking care of myself, but yet I would try to get up and go to this marathon training class at 6 a.m. on Friday. Oh, my God. This you know? isn't just like run club. This
0: is like I'm trying to run 26. Freaking two miles. Yes. And let me tell you, babes, if you are thinking, oh, Lauren, like I want to run a marathon to try to lose weight. TSN is not for you. I mean, I'm not anti-marathon training. But <laughs> if you're running that much, like you could injure yourself if you're not feeling right. Nevertheless, try to be in a calorie deficit and like tone your body up a lot. Like it's just so hard.
1: Definitely. And I guess my point with that is I was just kind of trying to like out train my bad habits. You know, yeah. I was just trying to like run on the weekends here and there and thought it was okay to like eat like shit, drink like shit, shit, treat my body yeah. like shit, you know, that I mean, kind of thing. That's
0: the definition. I mean, we're, we're twins in this respect. We were out running, literally out running a bad diet. Out running. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like running, <laughs> I mean,
1: that's a whole different topic, but you can't outrun a bad diet. You can. And that is definitely something I learned. (laughs) So then my sophomore year came and I tore my ACL. skiing. Oh my God. Yeah. And so that was a really long, hard recovery. And at that point I couldn't run anymore. So it's like, I still was eating like shit, drinking like shit, treating my body like shit, but I couldn't outrun my diet anymore. You didn't have that outlet. Right. And I'm sure anyone who was an athlete before, or just who have suffered
0: from an injury, and you were trying to outrun or out-exercise a really shitty diet, you guys know that that day eventually will come where you either time-wise, you don't have time for working out, or just you can't work out physically because you're injured. And then it's like, it hits you, like, you know, it slaps you in the face almost where it's like, damn, like I don't have that outlet anymore. Like the only thing you really can turn to is food at that point.
1: It's so true. It really is. So after
0: after you tried to outrun your diet, this was your sophomore year of college. What happened with your weight after this?
1: Okay, so during that time, my weight definitely just kept going up and up and up and up, and just kind of steadily. And it was like to the point where like I'd try to put on my jeans and they wouldn't fit. But I never really saw it as that much of a problem. I was just like, oh, I'm getting older, and this is kind of what happens, you know. Like I never was like. Oh, this is so horrible or anything like that. Um yeah. I also worked at a restaurant during that time, BJ's brew house. I don't know if you guys have that
0: like Florida babe listening to this. You guys know there's there's one right near at Florida State. Um, but yes, very similar to Cheesecake Factory, huge yes. menu, lots of yep. food, very delicious.
1: Yes. And so working there, we got free meals on shift, you know, so I'd always get a high calorie meal and eat it. Same thing. Like if there was ever mess ups in the kitchen, like we would be eating those. And then like they wanted us servers to have awareness of the menu. So every day they would make a couple of menu items or like if there was going to be new rollouts, they'd put those menu items out there for us to try. So basically it was just always eating restaurant food, crappy food, high calorie food. Um, that was another thing that kind of contributed to that. Um, I guess I should mention too, I was in a sorority. Oh my God, wait, we didn't even
0: talk about this before the call. I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think I really contribute my sorority to weight gain at all, but I guess it just kind of is another piece of like being busy and not prioritizing self-care or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. I mean, there's the stigma around sororities and partying. But if you're anything like I was in college, especially depending on your degree, ladies, um, especially being in the sciences, like the the women I know from Greek life that were, I mean, honestly, so many women. I, I don't even want to just talk about the stereotype. Like so many women are so busy that are in Greek life because we're actually very high achievers. There's it's totally. so weird that there's the stigma of partying, and that's solely like that narrative around sorority. But it's also like we're going to class. We're so busy. We're trying to be like um, oftentimes like leaders or figureheads and things as well. And if you're trying to have that full college experience, like it's already hard enough, but then like you take on being in a sorority and then there's even more obligations that you have. Cause it's, it's like being in the club.
1: Yeah, that's very well said. And you know, you have to be places at certain times and like be held accountable for all oh. of your actions within that. Like there's so much more than the media or like society portrays it as for sure.
0: Absolutely. So all of this happened in college. What happened with your weight? We haven't even
1: talked about your weight during this time. Okay. Yeah. So again, it just kind of went up, it went up, it went up, it went up. And so it became my senior year of college and I had put on 50 pounds over that time. So four years, 50 pounds, and it just was all a bunch of really bad habits. Yeah combined creating that, you know?
0: Yeah. And I almost want to go back to what you said before. You're like, I'm getting older. That's why I'm gaining weight. And this is not to be comical for women who are struggling with their weight. I mean, you're looking at two women right now or listening to two women um, that gained weight in college, but that weight gain looking back is so not just because you're getting older, even if you're 40 or 50, we can't blame that on age we don't even want to blame it on just being busy. It's, it's the lack of having a plan and a way of fueling your body. And I know Allie and I are going to talk about this more with you ladies, but like, it's not about shaming whatever weight that you're at, but it's knowing like your weight sometimes is a reflection of you not prioritizing self-care as Allie said. And it wasn't that being busy or not caring about her body. Like that was why I was just, it's not prioritizing what's most important to you was solely what was happening.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So then my senior year of college, I um, randomly reconnected with a guy I went to middle school with actually. And all of a sudden he was just like a hot 22 year old instead of like a cute little middle schooler, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we went on our first date, and I was feeling pretty insecure, you know, like I had gained 50 pounds since, I mean, probably more than that, since it was middle school. Um, no, since so the last from 10-year-olds. From when you graduated college to like, ending
0: college. I mean, your body is 50 pounds. You probably felt different. Clothes were fitting differently. You go on this date. What the hell happened? I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: (laughs) I know it's pretty intense. So we went on this date, like we hit it off instantly. I feel like it was kind of like a love at first sight situation for both of us, you know, like it was just like perfect. Um, so that was great. And moving forward, like, you know, he'd asked me to go on more dates and things like that and I would like be trying to get dressed for these dates and I'd like put things on in my closet that just like didn't fit and I'd change and I'd change and I'd change and like nothing felt good I didn't feel cute I didn't feel like good enough to be like going on a date with him I didn't feel like confident within myself you know so it got to the point sometimes where like I would just make up an excuse and text him like oh it's snowing or you know like something stupid like I would never come clean like that I was feeling insecure, or like anything about myself, I would just kind of like put up excuses. Um, And I did that multiple times. And I feel like that was kind of damaging to our relationship. Because he from his point of view, he probably was like, Oh, this girl's flaky and doesn't like me. Yeah, you know, but then from my side, I'm like, I'm just insecure and don't feel like I'm up to this. Yeah. And
0: and I'm almost wondering, I know there are women out there listening to this that feel that way. And I put myself in those shoes because not too long ago, like I was Allie, I was you guys that are struggling with that as well. I mean, we all are, are the same. Like we all struggle with these things. <laughs> when we gained weight before. Um, and also weight doesn't equal confidence, which is a whole different conversation. But looking back, if someone just gave me the advice of, Oh, go on the date. Don't care about how you look like that wouldn't sit with me. No matter how many times someone says that and the body positive community says that, that doesn't mean I'm going to feel better about myself, right? That being said, we don't want you not feeling your most confident and sexy and amazing to hold you back from living your life, right? There has to be this balance. So looking back, I mean, what would you say to that Allie or someone else out there that's struggling with that? Like, what would you have done differently?
1: Um, I guess what I would have done differently is made changes about my life sooner Mm -hmm. you know like looking at my progress now like of course it was difficult at times but overall it was pretty simple you know and I wish I would have like told myself like you can do this sooner you don't need to feel this way for this long Yeah.
0: And it's almost like manifesting that energy of, I'm frustrated. I hate how I look. I don't even, I like this guy that I'm talking to, but like, I don't even want to go on a date with him because like, I literally can't fit in this outfit and like, I don't feel confident. And it just like ruins your entire mindset, right? You can't fit into one thing. It's like, nothing else in the closet is going to make me feel better. Um, Yeah. It's self sabotage in a way. Yeah. (laughs) It totally, that is self sabotage. You are so right. But it's knowing that, okay, this is the situation right now. I can't change it. I can't change this very moment. I can change tomorrow though. And that means like, why not just take action? Right. Cause that's actually taking control and fixing the problem. Right. Yeah. The progress isn't going to come overnight and yeah, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and, you know, lose 50 pounds in a day, but like, you can totally like it, it's that first step that will get you to where you
1: want to be. And I think that's
0: kind of what you're conveying here.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't have to start on Monday. Like it can start today right now. Like what is today? Today isn't Monday, but I
0: could start today is Monday, Monday. ladies. As today is to Monday. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, you know. whether you whether you start your diet Monday or it's the end of Monday and you're like, shit, like I just hated how the weekend was. Like it's okay to take a really shitty experience and start a diet. But Allie and I, and maybe this is a good transition into that, are are gonna talk to you guys also about like the diet mentality and how you can start a program, but it shouldn't feel like a diet and it doesn't have to be a diet. It's, it's a way of living. It's the corny, sustainable lifestyle bullshit, but it also is not bullshit because it's true. Like it has to be, it doesn't matter when you start. It just matters that you're doing it.
1: Yeah. And I guess the very last part of my weight gain story, this was like the biggest pivotal point for me. Um, It was another situation where he had asked me to go on a date. And we went to a concert in Reno, and um, I remember I was wearing jeans that were definitely too small for me, a white crop top, and then a little, like, denim vest. So it was a cute little denim-on-denim denim look. Yeah, <laughs> a little Britney Spears situation. I'm making a Britney- yes, but... <laughs> It was something that like I did not fit into at the end of the day, you know, so we went to this concert and I was just feeling so embarrassed. I was embarrassed of myself wearing this outfit. I was embarrassed that like he had to be with me in this outfit. And um, I ultimately like went in the bathroom and cried for almost the whole duration of the concert. (laughs) (laughs) and um that's horrible and terrible and that's not what you should be doing when you're trying to like start dating someone and be like having fun with somebody um so I guess that was like the night and like the moment that I kind of like finally said something to somebody about how I was feeling and I tried to do it in a way where I wouldn't come off like crazy you know
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah And, and you're even making me think there have been so many times I've left my house and and especially like when I wasn't as confident, where I was like, why would I wear that? Knowing like <laughs> I barely felt confident at home And ed? Like yeah. I don't know what us women do when we're like at our heaviest weight, lowest confidence, we're like, let's put on this outfit. And then we leave and then we go to a social situation and we're like, that's like Dial no. the intensity of of uh lack of confidence and being insecure. And then you know, for you, fortunately, it led to a positive place of you actually making a change, but it, it's horrible looking back. And I know I a hundred percent know there's other women out there that feel this way. Like when you feel so insecure, like nothing is going to help you except addressing the root problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that was definitely a rock bottom for me, I would say, you know, yeah. and, you um, mean it affected your social life. It did. It affected my social life. It affected my relationship. It felt affected the way I felt about myself. Like everything was just kind of like falling apart for me because of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like at that time that I'm like, okay, I need to do something about this because this isn't the life I want to be living. Um, yeah. and I, mean, I got guess- to
0: be the true alley and show your personality yeah. too, which I think is so frustrating.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, um, so after that, I just kind of had like, started searching things like accounts on Instagram about like fitness and things like that. And, you know, there's so many mixed messages out there, but, um, something oh, yeah. that I had saw is to like, start with like what your why is. I don't know if like anyone listening uh, oh, has, so you like, just heard that
0: on the internet, like starting with your why. And yes. that made you think about like, this journey and really setting you up for that. So it's so funny you're even saying that because I know we have a part of the membership where I talk about this. Why, like, why do you want to lose weight? Like it has, it can't just, I mean, yes, it can be the physical stuff, but like, it's not just to wear the crop top. It's like the confidence in the crop top. Like, the the deeper feelings of what that will give you. Um, and for you, like, I love that your journey actually started with that, even if it wasn't like a specific program you were doing at first, when you first began amazing advice.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think I always carried that with me as my why, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, I want to be skinny or, anything like that. It was like, I want to repair my relationship with myself. I want to have a confident and happy, like future in the relationship I'm in, you know, like I want to be able to show up for him, show up for me, like that kind of thing. That is so so amazing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now, yeah,
0: you say that experience is the sole reason why you started pursuing your aestheticals.
1: I think it kind of is. I mean, it was just more of like a tipping point. Like there was a lot of like little things leading up to that. But that was like a big tipping point for me where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I want to be able to have fun at a concert. And like, I want to be able to enjoy my life. So yeah, that's really where it all started. And that is so that's so helpful with this story. And
0: I feel like I have such a great description of kind of where you were at before, what were some of like the first initial diet and exercise changes you began to make knowing also that you did rely on exercise a lot before. So it sounds Mm -hmm. like nutrition was like like 99% of women I work with is like way more of a struggle. It's very easy to show up to a workout. It's very hard to show up three meals, two snacks a day to your yeah. dad with all the different food choices and information out there. So what were those, if you could give some of the listeners advice on like some of the first few changes that you made.
1: Yeah. The first few changes I made, um, I downloaded the lose it app. I know like you and your clients use my fitness pal, but same thing, the lose it app. Yeah. Um, and I started logging my calories and I really liked logging my calories because it was simple. It made sense for me. And it wasn't like, oh, I have to cut carbs or I can't ever drink alcohol again. It was nothing like that. It was like, I still had a great balance on what I was doing. I just spent my calorie money in the way I wanted to. Hey <laughs> guys,
0: we all have calorie money. We just sometimes choose to spend it. not oh, so smart. Um, so you yes. downloaded my fit or not my fitness pal, lose it. Many of my clients use, lose it as well. I know my fitness pal has kind of been that one. I've, I personally used it on my journey, which is why I selected it and many women use it. Um, and so you, you didn't even have, you know, an obsession with like hitting a certain number, like for you is almost just about at first just building awareness from what you're eating, which I know I've said this on my Instagram on a lot of my free content, but like, if if you just become aware of what you're eating, like even that can help you eat less calories.
1: Yeah. So with that, I totally learned a lot about what I was eating, you know, the calories in eggs or bread or things like that, you know, like I just learned a lot about the nutritional value of each thing where I felt like I, without even logging, I kind of knew where I was at on my calories. Or I would think like, okay, I used to eat this way. Like that had to have been 3000 calories or 5,000 calories. You know what I mean? Um, same thing with like oils and butters and stuff like that. Like I learned that along my journey. Like, why are we adding all this oil into our veggies? Like we don't need to do that. That's adding 200 calories or, you know, things like that it's these small
0: swaps. I mean, I love oil and butter. Y'all know that. (laughs) And I mean, obviously cooking, like you do need a component of fat to really add that flavor. And I mean, fat's important for a variety of reasons, but instead of, you know, we just pour the bottle on, right. And then we're like, that's bad. It's so high in calorie. Then we just get rid of it where it's like, no, like it's just about building the awareness around actually how much you're adding because I'd say nine out of 10 women, we just add too much because we're not aware of how many calories it has and you know how that impacts our nutrition. So instead of cutting it out completely, what if we just measured it on a
1: lizard or my fitness pal? Exactly, portion it out. Um Also, I didn't really have too much knowledge about like cooking. Like I don't feel like I felt confident in like chopping produce or putting meals together or basically anything. Um, So I know this is something that people kind of shit on a little bit, but I did HelloFresh and I absolutely loved it because it taught me cooking basics that I personally didn't know anything about. And then also it's one portion, like I could never go back for seconds because seconds weren't there. You know what I mean? That helped me so much. I love that. I mean, I
0: get asked about HelloFresh and many meal service delivery places, and it's not that I would ever say don't. Use a product like that. It's understanding still that product is not a long-term solution to your weight loss goals. Allie was using it to learn how to cook. It's simplistic. It's easy. A lot of the meals are balanced, but it still doesn't take away the importance of y'all need to track your calories and having that calorie awareness because you could gain weight on HelloFresh if you aren't cognizant about your calorie consumption. Um, but I love that, and I'm so glad you're bringing up this cooking thing. So many women, there's this belief that you have to be a chef to know how to lose. <laughs> you need to be slaving in the kitchen, like doing you know, have some crazy talent. And, and let's be real, I started that grub hubby segment with my husband. <laughs> I, I love that a better cook than me. Like you, like my my favorite meals are like lazy girl heating stuff up in the air fryer, using the microwave, maybe a little stovetop action for like some stir fry veggies. Like
1: shit, shit is not complicated. Like we are making this so complicated. Exactly. I saw your lazy girl breakfast last night and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have that all the time. Kodiak cakes are my favorite because just pop them in the microwave. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Like,
0: of course in the membership, I have so many recipes and things that like do take a little bit more cooking ability, but like why not stick to like super simple things for those days that like, you know, you're gonna want a lazy girl Lauren meal is what I call it. Like it's okay. Like that's also cooking and you have to look at it this way. Like you getting BJ's brew house and ordering out versus you might be using some more processed quote unquote food products that are a little bit more ready prepared, but that can save you so many calories and help you still achieve your goals.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then at that time too, I just kind of followed Instagram pages that like had simple recipes or like pages like you that put out free content on calorie swaps, things like that, you know? So like in my coffee, I would just use almond milk instead of cream to save calories or like I wouldn't do mayonnaise based sauces on burgers. I would use like a mustard because it's a lot less calories, just basic swaps. So like I still was eating like everybody else was, just swapping it a little bit, um, making little small changes over time that added up with my diet. Amazing.
0: So amazing. And in doing that, how much weight were you able to lose? Um,
1: yeah. So just kind of in the food portion yeah. when I was logging, I lost about five pounds and that was so motivating for me. Yeah. Um, Let's it was like, that. okay, I got this. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So then that's kind of when I started like putting exercise into it. I guess we could kind of move into exercise a little bit, but, um, I didn't really know what to do because like we had talked about before, all I had ever done was like try to marathon train and things like that. So, Which is um, a lot, by the way, <laughs> I know. Um, so what I really like only knew how to do was run. So that's kind of where I started my journey was running and I didn't try to marathon train or anything like that, but I would queue up four of my favorite songs and I would go run a mile, you know, and it was like a few times every week I would go and run my mile. And like over time I would get faster and I could go farther. And it just kind of like progressed and progressed and progressed to the point where like I built up my running and it was something I enjoyed doing too. And back to like corny little things that I found on my Instagram pages, it was like a saying of like, I get to instead of I have to, which I'm sure some of you guys have heard that kind of thing too. But that's how I felt on my running journey. And my whole journey overall, it would be like, okay, I don't have to go running, like I get to go running. And I think it just kind of progressed with me to like, I would think about it in a deeper sense of like, okay, I get to have an able body. And, you know, I have two legs and uh, lungs, that can do this. And like, I get to have access to safe streets in my neighborhood. You know, like I live in a smaller town where like there's sidewalks, there's crosswalks, there's trails all around me. Like I don't live in a big city where I may not have that access. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, you living I'm in Boston like, like, it could be dangerous. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's being, I mean, this is part of the mindset stuff we talk about so much in, in the membership and just, I truly believe in, but we can always I struggle with it, with it myself. Even like we can look at things negatively. We can look at things as like the things that are holding us back, which are important to address, but we also need to cast a huge spotlight on the blessings we have in our life. And that makes it really empowering to know, like, I am lucky to be able to pursue my aesthetic goals. And I don't want to take today for granted. And I said this to a client today, I said this on my story today, and I know this will air a little bit after I've said all this, but um, (laughs) I I, I said to a client this morning, like, if you don't show up today, you're basically saying you never want to show up. And why that was such a strong statement that I think was really important and relates to what you're saying is it's like, if you don't show up today, you're basically saying like, it's not worth it for you to show up because showing up, it's kind of like, if you're waiting for tomorrow, waiting for the perfect time, waiting for Monday to start the diet, it's like, you're putting off like a a day that's not promised tomorrow, Monday, next week, when you feel more confident to then go to the gym and then start lifting weights or whatever it is. Like that's you putting it off for, you know, sometimes you might have to put stuff off in life, but like, why don't you just do it now? Because if you died today, not to be grim ladies, but (laughs) like, like you only have today that's promised in this very moment that you're in right now. And I think that if you put your, your perspective like that, it's going to make sure you show up to your run. It's going to make sure that you show up at your next meal because it's important for you.
1: That's so true. You know, you got to show up for yourself each and every day. So I just kind of like kept spiraling on that though. You know, like I get to listen to the Sorority Nutritionist podcast while I run on my AirPods and I get to have an Apple watching, you know, because I have the financial freedom to do so not to get like, too intense into this but you know 2020 was hard and there's so much racial injustice going on too it was the same kind of thing like I get to be a white female and I get to feel safe and like not like I'm being targeted while I'm out on a run you know what I mean so overall for me I just had a full sense of like gratitude while I was out there running um and just kind of like awareness of the things that are going on in the world and I guess with that too like maybe not all health journeys and all fitness is created equal, you know? Yeah.
0: And I think depending on where you're at in your journey, what's important to you changes running served me at one time. It doesn't serve me in the same way anymore. I've switched on to doing different types of training. You know, there are times where I track my calories. I track everything. There are times where, I don't. And I'm living my best life and I'm eating ice cream (laughs) and I'm still maintaining my weight, right? When you put in the work and you do this, this work the right way in this framework, but it's, it's not about it. The things serve you at different times, right? Totally journey. You will maybe organically fine. Like this is when I'm going to you know start being more flexible. This is when, you know, I, the scale says I want to lose five more pounds and that's my goal weight. But honestly, like I feel really happy with my lifestyle right now. Like, why do I need to lose that last five pounds? I'm feeling good. And so we always have to be critically evaluating where we're at on your weight loss journey. That shit doesn't end. Right. The first five pounds was a great example of that for you, but every five and ten pounds, I mean, that's where this whole 10 pounds down club came from at TSN. Like I want you to critically think about your goals as you keep going through them, which makes it, in my opinion, a lot different than other dieting experiences because it's it's a holistic view of like what you want your life to be like.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like what it comes down to is changing your habits, changing your relationship with food really just changing your entire lifestyle. You know, you're not on a diet for X amount of time. You're really rewiring your brain and living a whole different life. Yeah.
0: And knowing the journey you've been on with where you're at right now, what are the goals that you're currently working towards? And like, where are you at now knowing like how long your journey has been over the past few years?
1: Yeah, Um, right now I'm really just trying to maintain my weight. I've been maintaining my weight for like about six months now, which has been great because it's easy, it's simple, it's not something that I have to like really think of. Yeah. Um, I now have a little Peloton bike, my fake Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Wait, I have so many clients that have Pelotons and Pelotons yes. and
0: everything in between. Um, I love it. No shame, by the way. Like, no so shame. So it's the same thing. About that. And there, so many of these apps now have like, um, you know, cycle bikes that, you know, you can just basically do the workouts on them. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I love going on Peloton and i um, doing a combination of strength training. You know, they have the core classes, spin classes. I don't really run so much anymore. That was just something that I did like at the beginning of my journey. I mean, I go on a run maybe like once a week now, but it's not like a must. Like I'm more definitely than it. more into like, the strength training and things like that. Um, I absolutely love Jess Sims on Peloton. She is my fave if you've ever done a class with her, but something that she always says at the beginning of all of her classes is she says, okay, the hardest part is check done. You showed up. And that's definitely true. You know, like you put aside all the excuses, all the things that could have held you back from going there, but you showed up and you did it, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically to answer your question though, um, I guess I'm just like in a place of trying to maintain my weight and build muscle. Yeah. So not necessarily
0: money composition at this point. And I think you're a perfect description of what we were talking about. Like your goals change. And like, if you're wanting to lose Even 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus. I mean, there's so many different women that are part of my membership and part of TSN. And you guys listening to this podcast, like no matter what the goal is, you are going to have to change your perception of what success looks like, especially if you're starting at a high weight and you're losing a significant amount of weight. Now, knowing everything we've talked about today, I have a fun question to end off with for you. On your weight loss journey, Allie, and now your fat loss journey and not even fat loss journey, like body composition journey now about getting strong and fit and feeling like your most confident, sexy self, but like maintaining it, right? Very important. What were the two non-negotiable goals or non-negotiable actions or behaviors that like really, really helped you get to the place that you're at that you would highly recommend for others to do? If they're beginning their journey and they're like you at a concert, no concerts right now with COVID, but I know, <laughs> um, or hopefully no concerts, um, at a concert and like not feeling confident, like at that lowest, lowest point, like you were at, like, what were the, the two non-negotiable things that really helped you get this ball mo- moving?
1: Um, I, that's a really good question. I think the first thing is really just like falling in love with the process and like enjoying the process of losing weight, you know, reframing your mindset to like, again, I get to do this. Not like I have to do this or like, I'm only doing this to lose weight, you know, just like enjoying it along the way. Um, and then the second thing for me was cooking at home, like learning how to cook at home, learning how to make swaps, things like that. Like that's something that was non-negotiable on my thing because I know a lot of your fit babes do eat out and lose weight, but I don't think that's something that I personally could have done. Like it really was learning how to cook and go through all of that. that
0: And you can totally eat out and lose weight. And we want that. I mean, Allie, like yeah. You're going to go out to eat again. Right. Like we, we want oh, yeah. people to be able to know how to eat out, but it's about what are your habits and lifestyle? The biggest thing I'm getting from what you're saying to sum up everything that you just said is like, you are constantly learning and you're open to learning and you have this optimistic mindset, which is what I try to convey on social media about like anything is possible. Your weight right now is not static, like it will never change. Like you control the direction it goes in. You are the captain of the ship. If you don't know something, just learn it, just figure it out. And it's yes. weight. If you're not seeing results, doing what you're doing. Even if you're tracking your calories, okay, well, what's next? The types of foods we're eating, how we're exercising, our daily steps, or stress, our sleep. There is always something that we can do. We're never fixed in this fixed box of like your weight is never changing. And I think that's so beautiful, your mindset because more women need a mindset. Like you have Allie, like you can change your future. You just need to make the choice and be able to learn and be willing to learn and do something new, even if it feels
1: uncomfortable. Totally. I think another great thing that I kind of have done along my journey is like, um, when I want to meet up with an old friend, you know, society says you say, Oh, want to go out for a drink or want to go out to dinner just because it's convenient. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. But instead I'll say like, hey, want to go on a walk? Because ultimately you're looking for that human interaction with a friend that you've missed. You're not looking to go eat a dinner that you don't want or like a drink that you're not feeling. Same thing like, oh, it's your birthday. Like, why not go shopping and get an outfit instead of like celebrating with cake? Like there's all these societal norms that I feel like don't necessarily need to be there. So all of those things I just kind of try to like swap out for myself. I love that,
0: and don't get yeah. me wrong, I do love cake sometimes. <laughs> yeah, every holiday having cake, like it—it it, it doesn't become special anymore. You know what I mean? Like totally for another podcast, but I love that tip so much. Thank you so <laughs> much for being on the podcast, Ali. You, this was so amazing hearing from someone in the membership and hearing from someone just honestly, like your journey before even joining, like is so powerful and helpful. Thank you so much for being on.
1: Yeah, thank you. And for anyone listening, like it's possible you can lose your 50 pounds, you know? yes. Yeah. <laughs> amen to that.
0: So babes, that is all I have for today's episode. If you love today's show and what we chatted about on here, please do me a favor and take a hot minute to leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend. The way the sorority nutritionist podcast has grown and TSN has been able to help even more women has been from women like you sharing their experience, listening to the podcast, how it's transformed your life. most importantly, by getting other women to actually take a listen to it as well. By leaving a review, I really, really freaking thank you. I'm going to be corny AF from the bottom of my heart because you are straight up helping me help more women just like yourself, just like you and I, so they can lose weight while having fun and do it in a balanced way instead of following crazy fat diets you find on the internet. So Please take a moment and leave a review. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And most importantly, I cannot wait until next week. Another episode drops. See you then, babes.